Levothyroxine is one of the most common used medications. I believe it's in the top 10 or top 20 uh, most commonly prescribed meds. And this medication is, is simply used for hypothyroidism. As far as its mechanism of action goes, levothyroxine, the, the, the pill itself, is synthetic T4 hormone. And in the body, that's actually converted to active T3. And like I mentioned, it's for replacement of thyroid hormone. Patients with hypothyroidism will generally present with uh, lack of energy, fatigue, possible weight gain, uh, hair loss I've seen, uh, maybe a, a coldness in the, the extremities like the hands and the feet. And from those symptoms, we'll oftentimes check a TSH and that hypothyroidism is diagnosed generally um, by TSH. Now, TSH is thyroid-stimulating hormone. And so here's where it, it gets a little tricky when we think about dosing of levothyroxine. It's counterintuitive to the level of the, the TSH. It's going to be the opposite. So if your TSH is elevated, that's telling your body that we need to produce more active thyroid hormone. When TSH is low, that's telling your body, whoa, tone it back a little bit and don't produce as much thyroid hormone. Okay, So in hypothyroidism, generally what you're going to see is an elevated TSH. Now there are a few exceptions to that, which I'm not going to go into to great detail here, uh, but remember elevated thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH, that's going to lead you to uh, generally initiate levothyroxine and or increase. Now with that, I did want to add the usual TSH range is in the ballpark of uh, 0.5 to 5. So that's kind of the normal range. Might depend a little bit on your lab, of course, but that's kind of a, a ballpark that I've seen um, with, with different labs. With levothyroxine, we are trying to replace thyroid hormone. And when you do that, you run the risk of giving too much. So too much levothyroxine is going to look very similar, almost identical to hyperthyroidism, too much thyroid. And if you kind of think about it, that's, you know, a little bit of the opposite of hypo. So you're going to have, um, think of the patient kind of being amped up. You know, you've got anxiety, you've got possible uh, tachycardia, weight loss, uh, insomnia, GI side effects are possible there. Um, and in, in rare cases where we've got prolonged situation of hyperthyroidism or too much levothyroxine, it can impact uh, bone mineral density and cause decreased bone mineral density. So kind of a unique thing with um, risk of, of osteoporosis if we've got an uncontrolled or, or we're giving too much levothyroxine. Now, as far as drug interactions go, levothyroxine has quite a few binding interactions. 
that's usually the the biggest thing that um, can impact patients' levels. So we want to think about calcium, iron. Those are kind of two classic, classic examples that I always think about that are pretty commonly used, especially you think of calcium uh, in maybe our 60, 70-year-old females that may be at risk for osteoporosis. Classic binding interaction with levothyroxine. Now, with that said, if you've got a patient that's taking uh, calcium with their levothyroxine, they've done it for years and years and years, and we don't have any issues. Uh, For example, our TSH is within normal limits. The patient is asymptomatic. They're feeling great. That's probably a patient that I'm not going to mess with. I'm going to say keep on taking it consistently. So with those, those binding interactions, it can lead to a reduction in concentrations of the uh, levothyroxine. So as far as administration goes, it's generally recommended, you know, half hour, hour before breakfast, before other medications. However, many patients don't take it that way. And the theory or the main objective for that patient should be consistency, especially if their lab work is great and clinically uh, they're they're doing fine. Meded101.com has a growing list of great resources to help with board exam preparation as well as becoming better at medication management and pharmacology. Meded101.com slash store is a fantastic resource you need to, to check out. Again, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. I did just want to mention a, a few errors I've seen with levothyroxine. Levothyroxine um, may be similar to, to warfarin a little bit. Um, we've got kind of multiple doses, and the, the fine-tuning of that levothyroxine dose Maybe a little bit tricky to, to obtain uh, for our patients. So oftentimes I have seen, um, you know, half tabs used, a tab and a half utilized, and I've seen a fair number of medication errors result of that, whether it was, you know, poor communication, poor documentation, uh, whatever the case may be. Whenever you, you give patients more complicated regimens, it's generally harder for them to follow. So if we're doing, you know, a half a tab one day and a whole tab the next day, um, just creating more complexity leads to challenges with, with adherence. So just wanted to, to mention that with levothyroxine uh, replacement in that the more complicated you make that regimen for a patient, uh, it may lead to, to challenges as far as um, being consistent. I've got two classic examples of medications that can impact thyroid function, and without a doubt, these are things I've seen in clinical practice. Amiodarone can affect thyroid function, and there's actually uh, case reports of uh, it affecting thyroid function in both ways, contributing to hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism. I will say in my experience, I've seen that hypo- uh, or low uh, thyroid levels are generally tend to be more common uh, with with amiodarone than the hyperthyroid situation. 
Lithium is one other example where we need to monitor thyroid function. Lithium can uh, impact those levels and potentially cause a hypothyroid uh, type situation. So two classic meds with the side effect of contributing uh, to thyroid issues. I think that's a good overview for you today. Uh, you can track us down at reallifepharmacology.com. Again, I've got a free giveaway there for anyone that uh, wishes to subscribe to the blog. It's a free 100-question pharmacology practice test where you can uh, test out your skills. And you know, certainly if you just want the exam and, and don't think the other content is, is that valuable, certainly you can unsubscribe after uh, receiving the, the PDF there as well. But I'm optimistic and, and hopeful that you find this podcast valuable, and I appreciate you listening today.